Welcome, welcome. I am here sitting right now with Chris Hamilton, one of our directors at Titus Talent Strategies, and our guest, Ken Dugan. And uh, I'm going to let Ken introduce himself in a minute here, but he is the Director of Talent Acquisition for Discovery Behavioral, Behavioral Health in San Diego, California. Uh, it is a great honor to have Ken with us. He is passionate. You're going to get a pick up on his energy and his vision for talent and talent acquisition in a few seconds here. You are a part of our series on Talent Talks. We're on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, LinkedIn. You see us wherever there's a, any kind of a social media button. We are there. And this is our give back. And give back into the knowledge share world where we are a community together, working out life, working out talent acquisition, working out the whole amazing and fascinating world of people, people in the workplace. So Ken, welcome to Talent Talks. Tell us a little about yourself and uh, we got some questions for you and uh, over to you, man. Yeah, thank you so much, Jonathan. Well, um, yes, my name is uh, Ken Dugan and uh, I'm Director of Talent Acquisition for Discovery Behavioral Health. And um, I've been doing that uh, for uh, just over a year now. And uh, before that, I was with a much uh, larger uh, behavioral healthcare corporation, corporation called Acadia Healthcare uh, out in Nashville, Tennessee. So been moving around a little bit. And um, yeah, I've um, got most of my talent acquisition practice uh, working with great, great companies, uh, leaders in their industry, uh, first with, was with uh, HCA, which is one of the largest hospital corporations uh, in the United States. And um, I really got, you know, like a boot camp there. I was doing everything from um, onboarding to creating the offers, um, doing the offers, uh, sourcing, everything, full cycle all the way across. And I really got a good understanding of what you know a billion dollar what it takes for a billion dollar talent acquisition um program to work within a company like that and just kind of started learning and learning and then i was asked to you know go to acadia healthcare and you know take everything i learned and build out a talent acquisition strategy for one of their new acquisitions which was just a pleasure to you know be a part of and um was able to, you know, launch their, you know, success and work with some great executives along with my peers to, to make that all happen. And um, that's what led me to um, Discovery Behavioral Health. Um, they uh, reached out to me and said, hey, we like what you're doing there. Come, um, come um, work for us. And, um, you know, we, we'd love to have you. So um, yeah. I've been doing it for a while, I'm passionate about it, and, um, you know, really looking forward to the future of uh, the industry and and what can be accomplished. Love it. Oh, so that's awesome. That's awesome. That, that is what we call an achiever pattern where you're going from HCA to Acadia and now Discovery Behavior Health. You're just kind of up into the, in your career and, uh, and we love that. Now that's one of the reasons that we are so excited to have you on the show because we thought, okay, uh, if anybody has experience that you've done it from you know soup to nuts, I mean the whole entire process, you've run a full desk uh, within healthcare. It's like, okay, what what are some of the gems that uh, that you can give us that uh, we can give you know the audience? And and one of the uh, first questions I wanted to to ask you, Ken, is that you know, when you're trying to find you know the best talent, what are some of the best practices? that you're using to attract top talent to your organization right now? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so one of the things um, 
that I first tackle is interview. Because when you interview somebody, you are setting the stage of you know, excellence, not only for uh, your company, but also for the candidate. And so I like to, to call it um, you know, creating a bond of excellence with the candidate. So if you've got a really good candidate, you typically know you've got a good one within the first 30 seconds of the call. And so what I try to do or what you know, recruiters who are recruiting teams that stand out do is they really you know, capitalize on it and they set the, uh, those exceptional expectations right um, you know, at the get-go and start to uh, create a bond of excellence between you and the candidate which you know, ultimately draws them in because lots of times they're interviewing with other people and you want your company to stand out in their mind. So you know, for example, when I'm interviewing somebody I know is gonna be really good, you know, I, I let them know that you know, uh, leadership is really important to us because we know that even if you've been a leader for a long time you know, and you've been doing it for a while, that doesn't make you a good leader. And so I always ask you know, that, it's important that our leaders understand that there's a balance between holding your team accountable and growing your team and mentoring. And it's a fine balance. And not everybody can do it, especially you know, at this level. So how do you go about managing that kind of an expectation? And that does a few things. That lets them know that we care about those things. And somebody who's really great at their job is gonna say, I love this. This is how I tackle that expectation. And you end up getting all this valuable, um, some, most of the time, passionate information that just lets you know that, wow, this person is exactly what we're looking for, or it's kind of a flat answer. They don't really get it. Great. That's great. With this other phrase, bond of excellence, what do you, give us some examples of how you kind of put in sort of the special ingredients into the experience. Because I think we're talking about experience, right? The candidate experience. What, is, what are some unique things that you've done or you've seen other leaders do that you like, that is, there's this sort of little just added, added ingredient that just makes it a sweet deal and keeps them engaged, that bond of excellence. Give us some examples for our listeners. Yeah. So one of the questions I use at the very end is um, I ask them, um, and, I, and I, I read about this. I, these aren't all my ideas. I, I'm constantly reading. But one of the questions is uh, at the very end, I say, okay, um, let's say everything were to go well and we extend you the offer and you accept and a year has gone by and you come home one day and you think to yourself that taking this job was one of the best decisions you've ever made in your career. What would have had to happen in that year to make you feel that way? And that is really profound because it lets us, lets the candidate know again that we care about their goals and what their focus is. And it also lets us know you know, what can we expect from them? What, what is their goal? What is their focus? And how are they going to impact, you know, the company, um, you know, positive or negative? And um, good question. I like that. Yeah. And I feel that it really sits well. And it's a good way to kind of close uh, an interview because, you know, interviews have kind of a, an ebb and flow. And if you, yeah. you know, go about it the right way, it being a nice, clean interaction. It's the flip side of the question I ask usually. It's, okay, you take this job 90 days in and you're going, oh, shoot. Yeah. <laughs> Big mistake. And then I ask, what's the reason? Fast, you know, role playing here. What, what reason would be the number one reason that you might think 
worst case scenario, this was a big mistake. And, and usually there's something on the tip of their tongue going, if dot, dot, dot happened, or if this was the situation, or if, this, if I found out your culture was this, or if I found out my manager was such and such. Um, and it's really, really interesting because then we can actually, let's talk about that. Why, 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 where does that fear come from? And, yeah, and, I, and I think how do I eliminate it? Yeah, I think you, you hit it on the head too. Let's talk about that. Whenever you get a response back, you want to, you know, dive in. And I think that's a great thing that you, that you said is that let's talk about it. That's a really powerful uh, phrase in an interview because it opens it up. And um, yeah. I, I think that's fantastic. What it, what it really shows is that it shows that you care about the candidate, right? And candidate experiences is kind of where we're talking about right now is that it really, it shows that, hey, uh, you know, fast forward a year or 90 days, uh, what would be, what would make this an amazing experience and what would make this an awful experience? And so it, to, to have that question communicates volumes that you're actually thinking about it, that you, I believe, are an employer of choice. Right. And so, you know, whether or not they accept the offer or not, they come away thinking, wow, they were thoughtful around uh, this being a good next step for me, clearly superior than what I'm currently doing. And it sounds like that kind of question really gets to the heart of that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. That's good. Well, okay. So talk, talk to me a little bit because we're talking about, you know, the candidate experience, which is you know, coming from an angle of really trying to understand with empathy, uh, what does the candidate experience? I mean, you know, it's kind of self uh, naming here, but you think about marketing in that, in that way, right? Marketing right. and sales, right? Um, how does that framework, if at all, play into your talent acquisition strategy when you think about the candidate experience? Absolutely. So, um, you know, a few years ago, everybody was saying that that um, marketing was the future of, um, you know, recruitment and talent acquisition. They're saying, oh, that in two years, this is what it's going to be. And it, it's, it's now. Um, that is very much what's going on today. And marketing is, plays a huge role in what we do. And one of those ways is in the job description. Um, most times uh, employers will just post a list of you know what the job duties it's very plain it's very simple and it, it, it can be a little bit boring and we want to think of it from a marketing perspective like for example like nike when they build a shoe they they um when they do their advertisement they show you know somebody running early in the morning you know through the park you know super fit jumping over puddles they're not telling you that it's uh, a three-inch rubber sole. It's got cotton laces. You know, it it, um, it, it, it it's flexible. You know, they're, yeah. they're showing the 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 person where they this can take them, what they can accomplish, what they can do. And so, what we we do is we take that same ideology and put it into the job description. So, uh, we cannibalize like the the legal JD that we have. You know, people sign when they when they you know, it's part of their onboarding and we turn it into an advertisement. So, you know, um, instead of like job, um, you know, about this job, it's, you know, your impact. And we, we explain to the, the candidate, you will be able to do this. You will interact with this. You will accomplish this. You will have the you know, opportunities to work with uh, some of the best healthcare professionals, you know, in the world uh, and cutting edge treatment modalities. And, and things like that to draw them in so that they see themselves being 
successful or they see themselves succeeding in the job. And then, you know, we give the job duties and we, we make sure that we keep them interesting, that they're exciting yeah. and kind of keep it short. But ultimately, you know, promoting that dream of, you know, what you can do and how, you know, your career, you know, yeah. how, how fulfilling that career, this career path is going to be for you. I oh, think yeah. that's one of the strongest things we do. Um, Brilliant. That's, um, it just, uh, you're speaking our language here, Ken. It's uh, one of the, one of the things through research is what, what sets apart the difference in the Delta between a players and B's and C players. And then how do they make their career moves? Because A players make career moves very differently than C players. C players run from things. A players run to things. And if I'm going to run to it, I need to know three things. I need to know, is this job bigger than I've ever done before? Because I'm not just going to come for a, a vanilla, boring, lateral move. Because I'm not running from something. I already got something good going on. I'm going to make a move if it's bigger than I've done before. And then year one and beyond, the future is what you're talking about here. What, who do I become? What's the next challenge for me? Because if I go from one step of stretch to the next strap, stretch, you better show me where I'm going to be stretched in 18 months time. Because by that point, I want to take on a new challenge. So you got to show me where you're going as an organization, how I fit into it. And thirdly, impact. Like, tell me about the impact of me making this move on me and the world around me. Um, because I want impact to happen to me, but I also want to make an impact on the world because that's the difference between A players and C players. And so I, I think you hit it right there. Um, and then we, we bring all that together in the employee value proposition, right? Why would an A player want to leave their great gig and come over to this new opportunity for this role? Uh, which is, I mean, it's a, it's a great, I'm glad to hear you, you're talking. I love the Nike analogy there because it is, it's about this experience. What will I experience? Who will I become? And tell me about impact. Um, and, uh, I, I love hearing that you guys are all over that. So, uh, it's many companies are still struggling with that. Many companies are still struggling with the list, the laundry list of duties when it comes to job descriptions, rather than telling a story of where we're going and how we need you to solve a problem for us. Um, because a players are problem solvers. Like I want to fix something. I want to make something better. I want to transform something. Yeah. It's great. Well, and it gets, it goes back to, um, you know, people make decisions with their emotions, but they, they back it up with facts, with their mind, right? And so what you're doing is you're appealing the emotion be like, oh, impact. Yeah, I want impact. You know, oh, purpose, meaning, mastery, right? It's the whole, it's, it's what uh, Daniel Pink in his book, Drive, he kind of was hinting at. It's like, hey, these are the motivators, right? I mean, it's not just about the money. It's about mastery. It's meaning. It's, it's purpose. It's all of these things. Ken. So it's brilliant that you're bringing this in to your kind of the ecosystem of your talent acquisition strategy. It's just brilliant. Yeah. And it's a two-part deal. So you've got, you've got the advertisement on the, uh, you know, the, the job ad, but then you got to back it up with a good career site that really drives that message home on your corporate site. Um, you've almost got to have the same mission that you have for your company. You have to have a similar mission to your employees, a promise to your, your employees that you oh, follow good. that mission. Uh, similar to the work, like for us, we have a mission to our patients and the kind of care that we stand by. We have to have a similar, you know, um, mission for 
for the employees. So the marketing has to you know, go in two directions and the people that are doing it the best. And um, a, a lot of this isn't you know, original. This is just me you know, researching yeah. and, yep. and looking at who's doing the best in tech companies. Um, are, are, are leading the way in this. Um, Salesforce has a, an amazing career um, website where they, they talk about that it's not just an, a job uh, that you get to come uh, and do and the success isn't happening because of a brand name. It's because of you. It's because of the things you do. It's what makes us unique and what you know, exactly like what makes the, the employees unique. And they talk about that and they showcase everything that the employees do, not only at, at, at the, on the job, but also outside of the job. And they show that work-life balance and they show that common um, vision of yeah. everything that they're doing is going towards this um, you know, awesome vision that ultimately helps improve people's lives. And people want that more than anything in the world. Tech companies have it down so well. They, they, they do it great. Um, another company, so I said Salesforce, uh, Twitter is doing a great mm-hmm. job with that too. Mm-hmm. And you go directly to their site and you get to see exactly what's going on. Indeed is the same way that on their uh, diversity and inclusion. It's, in, it's incredible yeah. the steps that they've taken to just show that this is a place, it's a safe place and this is a place you can call home. And that's what people want more than anything in the world. They want to know that their, their company is aligned with them and yeah. that their their company is in line with a mission that that means something, and 100%. if you can showcase that, you you've got something really special. And tech companies are doing a great job, and that's why they can they do what they do. Yeah, yeah, good stuff, man. Love it. Lots of gems in here. Really appreciate it, uh, Kent. It's good to have you here with us today. Uh, one last question, curveball. Well, it's not really curveball, but um, who's who's somebody who's been a massive influence to you? in your career, professionally or personally, um, that's shaped you who you are today? Who's a big influence to you? Who is it? Oh my gosh, there's there's so many people. We won't tell them that you mentioned them, don't worry. Yeah, there's so many people that I look up to. It's a, it's a combination of, of a lot of people. I would say, probably say um, my most uh, recent boss at um, uh, Acadia Healthcare, his name is uh, Taft Brown. And um, he, was just so open to new ideas and he created an atmosphere where if we had a, a um, you know an edge a fringe idea or, or an innovative idea where we weren't sure it was going to work he he was more uh, he would be more disappointed if we didn't take the shot or we didn't wow. were too afraid to to give it a try he didn't care if we failed he said hey you know that's that's one way we we you know learn not to do it and it's almost like Wayne Gretzky, you, you miss 100% of the, the uh, shots you don't take. Yeah. And I felt like he, he never really yeah. said it, but that was kind of the philosophy he uh. created. So we were able to make a ton of mistakes, but also build something special that uh, um, beautiful. You know, wasn't done before. And uh, I, we couldn't have done it without having, you know, that safety net uh, yeah. saying, just do it. And if you fail learn and then try it again and just keep on going. And right. without that atmosphere, I couldn't, couldn't be where I am today. So good. I love, love the, the impact of influence. People influence every, every day, some by choice, some not by choice, but I uh, love to hear these stories. So thanks so much for being here today, Ken, on Titus Talent Talks. It is a resource 
to challenge, to inspire, to help one another grow. And most importantly, that we're in this together. We're in this life together. It's not just global pandemic. We're in it together. We're in it together when all this is done. It is a community of people looking how, how we can serve one another and um, service the world to be a better place. So thanks a lot to have you here. Uh, joining us here today, Ken. Thank you, Chris Hamilton, uh, one of our directors here at Titus Talent Strategies. Um, join us next time for Talent Talks. Thanks a lot. Legend.